News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. We're joined now by the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell-Logue. Good morning to you, Minister. You heard what Jonathan and I were, were saying there about the planned cut in emissions. 25% has been the agreed target now for agriculture, but 50% for transport, 75% for energy, 45% for commercial buildings, 40% for residential and 35% for industry at large. The farmers have gotten off lightly, haven't they? No, I don't think anyone has got off lightly here. And really what this is about is trying to make sure that every sector does the most it can uh, to contribute to our economy-wide 51% target um, to re- for reductions by 2030. And uh, I think agriculture has, is certainly stepping up to the mark in that regard. The programme for government is very clear in that we have to uh, take into account the specific science around biogenic methane, for, exa- for example, in relation to agriculture, um, and also the particular role that agriculture plays in relation to the socioeconomic role it plays, and also really important as well, the, the important work that is that family farms do in relation to food production. And uh, farmers are up for playing their part in relation to this. And really the the engagement and negotiation we've been having, and I've been having with government, of course, other ministers have been having the same. And I think there's been too much of a focus on agriculture as part of that. And we need to reset that dial and everyone actually get in the journey of making progress. But, but from my point of view as Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, the engagement I've been having across government is about setting that uh, a proportionate balance and as to ensure that farmers are doing the most they can, while really importantly getting the balance right with backing them in terms of that important work they do in food production. And, and food I think this agreement uh, achieves that. Sustainable farming and food production obviously hugely important, but if they do account for almost 40% of emissions and they're cutting by 25%, that means we're reducing with what we're doing in agriculture if we do it. And you have said yourself there would be no compelling or, co- or coercing here. We're asking them to do it nicely. Um, if they do this, we're going to reduce emissions by 10% and we need to reduce emissions by 50%. I mean, we're asking the other 60% of emissions to, 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 to do the heavy lifting of 40%. Like, how, how are you going to turn around to other <coughs> sectors or what do you do when, when people who, who support the, the haulage industry or the, or the energy industry come around and say, well, farmers got away with 25%. Why are we doing more? Well, uh, for, first of all, we have to take into account the science here around biogenic methane. So, for example, while uh, other sectors which are straightforward producing carbon have to eliminate the carbon, um, the science around biogenic methane indicates that in order to get a, a climate neutral position by 2050, uh, methane, biogenic, biogenic methane would need to be reduced by between 24 and 47 percent by 2050 um, to achieve uh, climate neutrality. So it's different from straightforward carbon, and that's very much uh, factored into the target that's been allocated to agriculture as well, because two thirds of the emissions from our agriculture uh, is methane based. Um, the, 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 most of the rest is nitrous oxide from fertilizers and then some straightforward okay. uh, CO2 as well. So, so that has all been very much part of the equation. Obviously, I've worked closely with farming organizations and farm representatives over the last uh, couple of years. We've produced a, 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 a pathway in terms of ag climatize as a roadmap in terms of the, the various steps that we're taking to reduce emissions, many of which those steps which are already underway. Um, and I will now, and, and farm organizations and farm representatives were, had accepted the 22% and um, wanted okay. to keep it at that acceptably. They did want to keep it at that. But every sector is having to stretch itself here to reach the economy-wide objectives. And uh, I'll now work with farm organisations to step that out further and really importantly to back them in terms okay. of incomes in relation to every option that will be available. Minister, do you believe that these targets can be achieved without cutting the national herd? Uh, 
I, I think what we're doing is giving options to farmers. No farm, no farmer will be required to cut his herd or forced to cut his herd. And if no uh, farmer cuts be, his herd, will these emissions well, targets be achievable? Well, 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 there will be options there. For example, um, we're, we're launching a new forestry program um, in January, a significant with significant no, no, new funding. And I, and I accept all of that, but it's a very simple question. Do you believe that these targets can be achieved without cutting the national herd? Yeah, but but, but the point I was, I was going to make there, Kira, for example, on forestry, we're going to have a new program and we're, we're encouraging farmers to do more forestry. And I think we will see more forestry done over the years ahead. Also, we'll be encouraging farmers to do biomethane production, which will see land used where farmers take up that option uh, to, to generate new income streams. That will see some land used for biomethane. And also we'll be backing farmers to produce energy in relation to solar okay. energy. Where okay. individual farms do And that's do fine, that, but okay? are you saying but that we can plant enough are you saying we can plant enough trees to be able to maintain the number of cows that we have? But so but just to just uh, to finish the point and which will answer your question, where individual farms decide to do that. Obviously, if they bring additional land into forestry or additional land into anaerobic digestion or solar, that land then wouldn't be used for its previous purpose, which would be if it was livestock, for example. So on a particular farm, you could see a reduction in livestock. Um, so there would be some impact there from farmers taking up these new, those new options. But that would be choices that farmers would make because they're generating new income streams. Okay, and if they um, choose so that's, not that's to, supposing they don't choose, because you're giving them a choice, there's no compelling, there's no coercing. If you're giving them a choice, because this is what farmers want to know. They want to know, is the national herd safe or not safe? And are you saying that you expect that they will they will move into forestry out, out, out of cattle? I mean, most yeah, we, people looking we, at this believe the national herd has to be cut. Do you believe yeah. it has to be cut? No, I believe we will see. We're seeing. We are seeing already a stabilisation of the national herd um, from 2015. Whenever milk quotas were abolished, which had been in place since 1984, we had seen an increase in the herd because of the latent capacity was there. I, I see that that is stabilising now. I see as we go. I see as we go forward, where farmers are having new options, which farmers want. I mean, farmers want to be able to do more in solar and are very much up for that. Uh, and farmers also want to be able to do more in relation to anaerobic digestion. So as those options are provided and where farmers on an individual basis to, uh, decide to actually avail of those new income streams, we will see okay. uh, some impact at, at, at individual farm level. But across the board, this will be about providing pathways and options to farmers. But really importantly, we, we can't get away from the central role and should never get away from the central role which our farm families play. Um, which is food production and which is really more important now and will be more important than the Absolutely. Number of years than ever. Absolutely. I'm of the still unsure whether you whether you believe the national herd needs to be cut or not. Well, I, I would foresee a, a stable national herd over, over the time ahead with potentially if farmers are taking up forestry, anaerobic digestion and solar energy, okay. um, some change at, at individual farm level. But also then, also to, to make this point, part of our or, or the steps we'll be taking as well will be the adoption of feed additives, for example, which we'll see with the same animals and change the, less, change the producing less emissions yeah. and also through breeding policy as well. If reducing farmers do animals. turn some of their land to, to solar farms to produce uh, solar energy or indeed to wind farms to produce wind energy, if they, if they move into renewables in that way, will that come out of the agricultural budget of carbon or will that come out of the energy budget of carbon? Uh, some can be accounted for in, on the agricultural side. Uh, it will also make contributions across to the, to the rest of the economy, to the energy side, for example, 
or potentially to the transport side where it's where it's where it's displacing uh where there's fuel being provided there so um and that's what's really important here is that there is recognition for what farmers are doing across the board um there's obviously accounting mechanisms which are in place internationally as to how you account for across the economy um for um for for uh, reductions in terms of emissions um but really importantly okay. there needs to be recognition here for what farm families are actually doing and that's that will be seeing bringing about a reduction in emissions at, in terms okay. of the agriculture and food piece, but also really important as well, recognizing and across across society, recognizing the other work that farmers are doing and uh, and giving give, giving due recognition for that. And I think that's why, Kira, that now we have the sectoral target set as of this week, which is an important step forward, which the government has and done. And obviously, farmers are, are, are ob- concerned our, our about here. and have pushed we, back. But, but can yeah, I ask you, just, you're just, talking just about bio, biomethane. The, the, the important, but it just, if I can finish this point very briefly, the importance now of resetting the dial, this is not about putting a focus on any one sector, but every sector moving forward now and doing the best we can on the journey to There is an the argument other sectors reduction. are going to look at farmers getting a 25% cut and then being asked for 50% or 75% and there's going to be a pushback. But can I ask you, you, you mentioned biomethane. To, to harness biomethane from cattle, it's my understanding that the cattle need to be kept in sheds largely. Are we going to see that, a change in farming here where, where our, our grass-fed, pasture-fed cattle are now going to be like the cattle perhaps in, in Texas or Argentina or somewhere living in sheds under lights? Uh, no, certainly not. Uh, we, we're, we're a pasture and grass-based um, agriculture. How will we harness system. the biomethane then? So in relation to obviously in, in the winter period, whenever the land is, is wet and the, there isn't grass growth outside, animals are, are indoors for about four to five months per year. And there is slurry produced and, and um, uh, gathered during that period of time. So that will be used. That will be the material that will be used for feeding anaerobic digestion. And also the other uh, key ingredient in anaerobic digestion is grass. So farmers would also then be growing grass, um, which would, would which would be feeding the anaerobic digestion as well. So it'll be a combination of both of those. And, and last question for you, Minister. Do you believe that this, this emissions target of 25%, do you believe that when we're talking about this again in, in 2030, that this will have been achieved? I do believe so. I, I think we are making massive steps forward all the time in relation to the tools that we have available. We're significantly investing in research around this. Chagascore National Research Advisory Body is doing massive work in this, as are other research institutions. Um, and I do believe that as we step forward through this decade, we will see the cap- our capacity to deliver increase. What we're doing at the moment is identifying the key measures okay. that we can clearly deliver on and be on the journey to doing now. Um, and also we will be investing and uh, working in every way we can to increase our capacity to deliver. And every other sector will be doing okay. that as well. And it's only by all of us being all right. we, um, progressive in relation to how we go about that we work shall, that actually we'll, re- we'll achieve the 51% we'll, 2030, which is, a, which is a key objective of the government. We'll, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for speaking to us this morning. That is the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell-Ogue. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.